You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. I want to share with you from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. I'll read from 9 down to 16. My focus is verse 9 anyway, but just to give us an overview of what we'll be looking at. Amen. Are you there? It says, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he had built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, for he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Praise God. Now, I took time to read the scripture so you have it in context. This morning, I just want to establish something. Jesus was having a conversation In Matthew 16. And then he made a statement in the 18th verse of Matthew 16. The statement he made is that I will build my church. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We go back to 1 Corinthians 3, 9. The scripture now says, For we are laborers together with God. Then it says, You are God's husbandry. Then it says, You are God's building. Today I want to talk about what I've titled, I am God's building. Amen. Say it, I am God's building. Say it again, I am God's building. Glory to God. Jesus said, I will build. He didn't say, I will send someone to build. Meaning that Jesus was saying that I will take personal responsibility to build my church. Now, the scripture we just read in 1 Corinthians 3 is telling you that you are the project that Jesus is working on. Amen. 
that what Jesus said he was going to build, you are what he said he was going to build. You are what he said he was going to build. The first thing that drops on my mind when I think of this is that I am his personal responsibility. Amen. Are we together? I'm his personal responsibility. Nobody is building me for God. Jesus is building me by himself. Hallelujah. He said, I will build. It's either Jesus meant what he was saying or he didn't mean it. He said, I will build. I will build. And what he will build is me. Glory to God. I want to ask you, is he building? Is he building? Is he building? Glory to God. So he said, I will build my church. Then there was a guarantee. He said, while I'm at it, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Meaning that nothing will stop me from fulfilling my, 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 my statement I've made here to build this church. That means that Jesus intends to build and finish. Amen. Am I communicating? I believe strongly that in the course of this month, we're going to be talking along these lines because this month is declared as our month to build. Amen. And we're not talking about building a physical structure. We're not talking about building something on the outside. We're talking about building us. Glory to God. Building the spiritual body of Christ. In the same way, you know, most of the time, what happens spiritually can be explained naturally. Are we together? So, anytime Jesus is teaching, he uses natural things to explain spiritual things. Because there are ways in which they are similar. So, when we talk about building, you understand what it means to build. So he said, yes, that thing you see is what I'm doing in you. Glory to God. I am building you. It means that I am a building in progress. Hallelujah. The scripture says in Philippians 2, look at verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Just look at it quickly. It says, for it is God that walketh in you, both to will and to what? To do. Now, I love how it puts it. It says, for it is God which walketh. Who is walking? God. That means that on your life, there is a label, God at work. Hallelujah. God at work. You know how you pass a street and they have that sign, men at work. So you're conscious that some work is going on. Now, what the work that is going on is in your life. Glory to God. Say, God is at work in my life. God is at work in me. Why is that so? Because God is building something. Now, understand, in the natural, just as a man does not start building without a plan, God did not start building your life without a plan. Amen. So there's a plan. 
and the building is according to that plan. Let's read verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 3. Paul was saying, he said, as a wise master builder, according to the grace God has given me, I have laid the foundation and let an another build it thereon. Look at the next line. He says, but let every man take heed. That means there is a way this thing is supposed to be built. Some of you hear us talk about knowing God's plan for your life. Is to understand the blueprints. Amen. Are you understanding me? Okay. What is God building? The beauty about this is that we are involved in the building. Amen. We are not a building that is inanimate, so to speak. Are we together? There is life in us. The Bible refers to us as living stones. Amen. Are we together? But where I want to go with this is in the area that your life is not an abandoned project. Amen. Every day when you come to church, God adds something to that building. Amen. It is through the ministry of the church that God builds your life. God does not use natural resources to build your spiritual life. Are you understanding me? No. He is not building your life with coal and tar and uh, what again? And cement. Am I communicating? No, that's not what he's building your life with. He's building your life with his word. The material God is using to build you is his word. How do we know that? Acts 20, 32. Let me show you that. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Paul was writing to believers and he said, And now, brethren, I commend you to God. And to what? To the word. Everybody said to the word. To the word of his grace, which is able to what? Build you up. That means that God is using his word to build you up. Glory to God. Am I communicating? That means that any time you hear God's word, he's building you. He's laying another block in that life. Amen. We gathered here this morning to be built, to be built up. Ephesians 2 says, verse 20 says, we are built up, hallelujah, as a spiritual house. We are built up. So, as you yield yourself to the ministry of God's word, you are yielding yourself to be built. Now, um, um, there's a, a thought I really want to establish here this morning. It's a fact that God had commissioned the pastoral ministry to build the life of the believer with the word of God. But that life is built according to the specification that God has given. 
a lot of folks don't understand the role of the pastoral ministry. Let me say this to you bluntly. You cannot achieve God's plan in a human way. Are you listening to me? No. You can't achieve divine plan by a human means. Divine plan can only be achieved by divine means. That means that if God wants you to arrive at a point, you can't follow your own road to God's destination. Are you listening to me? You can only get to God's destination on God's path, on the path that God has ordained. So there are things that some human beings know that God does not know. Permit me to say that. I call them people that are wiser than God. If God says that the only thing that can feed your spirit is the word of God, you say, well, I have my own ways to feed my spirit. That means you know something that God does not know. Amen? Am I communicating? If God says that the only way a man can be saved is by believing in the finished work of Christ, you say, well, I don't think that's the only way somebody can be saved. That means you know something that God does not know. Am I communicating? So, there are some people that are born again, but seem to have ideas that didn't come from God. That's why um, in the writings of Paul, he said, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself. That means it's exalting itself above the knowledge of God. Are you understanding me? It's exalting itself. A thought, an idea, a concept is exalting itself above the knowledge of God. God says, no, this is the way to do it. Say, no, this is the way I'm going to do it. That spiritual growth can never happen without being fed with God's word. So I say, well, uh, I will grow. I'm looking for a way to, I will just be fasting and growing. Amen. Are you listening to me? That means that you are trying to achieve a divine purpose in a human way and it's not going to work. Now, I said that because I'm talking about the church and I'm talking about the local assembly of believers that people need to understand the role of the church. You see, let me say, say this to you. There are many natural things that are a type of the spiritual things God wants to do. We didn't know that when God decided that Adam and Eve should be husband and wife, it was God's idea. But God was showing us a type of Christ and the church. Are you understanding me? That, hey, this relationship you see between a husband and a wife is a type of Christ and the church. Oh, that means the original thing he wanted to show us is the relationship between Christ and the church. But it is typified in how a man and a woman raise a family. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. So, in the natural, every child, no child can come into this world without a man and a woman. Are you understanding me? It just designed that way. That means that God's original plan was that every child should be born into a family. Circumstances might alter it, but that was the plan. Are you understanding me? That every child should be born into a family. In the same way, God ordained that every spiritual child should be born into a local a family. Amen. A local assembly. A child cannot survive on its own. Are you understanding me? No. 
If you give birth to a child there and there's nobody to take care of that child, the child will die. Are you understanding me? Are you with me? All of you here, someone helped you. Am I communicating? When you were born, someone helped you. Someone carried you. Someone fed you. You didn't feed yourself. Someone baited you. Whether you're talking to the person now or not, don't what counts. Are you understanding me? But somebody did something. That means that somebody had to be here for you to come. Am I communicating? In the same way, spiritually, God had designed it that when someone gets born again, the person will have to be nurtured. God designed it that way. And he set up the church as the family. Amen. The spiritual family that a believer will belong to and be raised in. The church is not just a place we go to on Sundays and clap our hands and go. No. It's a family. Glory to God. It's a family. Everybody say it's a family. Say again, it's a family. Glory to God. It's a family. They say, well, I know it's a family. It's just that we're not related by blood. We're related by blood. The blood of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Blood is a blood relationship. So look at your blood brother. Look at your blood sister. Amen. Amen. Except the person is not born again. Then there is no blood. Amen. So the idea, the concept of church is to fulfill the agenda of building up believers. Glory to God. Building them up. There's a contribution that every believer makes into your life. You don't just grow because the pastor is teaching the word of God. No. You grow because you also fellowship with other believers. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, all of that is what makes you who you are. I want to ask you, even in natural growth, is it just because they, they put food in your mouth, they put food in your mouth that you became what you are? You would have just been a mass of, you understand that? Just, you understand me? They spoke to you. Someone talked to you. Am I communicating? Someone spoke to you. Someone, apart from feeding you, they played with you. All of that brought out what we're seeing today. I don't know whether it's good or bad, but whatever it is we're seeing. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. The person sitting close to you is involved in your spiritual development. Amen. It's part of the process. So this morning, I want your hearts to be open to what the role of the local assembly, the church, the pastor is in the life of the believer. The scripture says, and he gave some apostles 
and some prophets and some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Hallelujah. That means that the saints will not be perfected if these people don't do their job. Amen. So, well, I listen to tapes in the house. God didn't know that tapes will come out. Amen. <laughs> I watch uh, television and uh, God didn't know that there will be television. Go to Acts 2. Let me show you something. Verse, start from 30 something. Uh, Acts 2. I just want to read a couple of scriptures. Give me 42 first. Praise the Lord. I'll read from 42 down to 44. Let me just read 42 down to 47. And they continued. Who continued? All those that got saved. Amen. They continued steadfastly in what? In the apostles' doctrine. Talking about the teachings. And fellowship. They didn't only continue in the teaching. They continued what? In fellowship. And in what? Breaking of bread and in prayers. So the believers continued steadfastly. That means this is not something they did once in a while. Now I want to use this opportunity to say this to you. You know, um, God cannot force you to grow. Are you understanding me? No, he can't force you to grow. He can enable you and help you and assist you to grow. But the decision to grow has to come from you. Amen. It has to come from you. It has to be a personal decision. And then help will come. Glory to God. Because you want to grow. I've met a lot of Christians that don't want to grow. Through teachings like this, or exhortations like this, God puts a desire in your heart to grow. Amen. What you don't understand is that 99% of the challenges you have will be solved just by growing. Are you listening to me? Say, eh, Pastor, I don't know why my, my, this is happening in my life. Growth will solve the problem. There are certain health challenges that growth will solve. There are certain family issues that growth will solve. There are certain character issues that only growth can solve. There are certain issues that look like demonic issues to you. Only growth can solve them. Are you listening to me? You know how I remember when I was growing up in my parents' house. There's this fridge that we had. And I couldn't take something on, on top of it. I just that me because I was smaller than it. And so, so I need something on top. Someone has to help me. I have to climb. The solution is just to grow. You understand what I mean? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> when you grow, you have solved that problem. There are some of you that this you are complaining about. Growth is the solution. Amen. And I'm talking about spiritual growth. 
there's some husband and wife matter. It's growth. Growth will affect your character. Are you understanding me? Problem solved. You know where they say the man will talk one, she will talk ten. <laughs> Grow to solve it. Oh, you know where the man is Mike Tyson only with his wife. Are you understanding me? His Mike Tyson does not extend, he never he doesn't cough outside. He's only in the house. Are you understanding me? He's world heavier champion to only his wife. Are you understanding me? Growth only can solve that. You grow out of that childishness. Amen. It's spiritual childishness. Are you listening to me? That's what it is. So this thing about building is that God is building you to grow. A building grows up. It could be at this level. After a while, you come, it's at this level. After a while, then it's getting near to perfection. Then it can be fully used. Are you with me? That's how God is building you. But you have a role to play in God building you. You know, there's a language used in, in Romans 2.12 where it says, um, I beseech you therefore, brethren, as living, what? Sacrifices. No, no, a sacrifice is supposed to be dead. Why say living sacrifices? Say we are different. We are sacrificial, but we are alive. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That means we have to choose to stay dead. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. In the same way, you are a building, but you are not a building that cannot resist <laughs> being built. Are you understanding me? Are you getting the picture? Yes. I can come and want to lay a block on you. Move. <laughs> come for Thursday service so I can lay another block. No, I'm busy. <laughs> Amen. We have moments of prayer coming. Come, let's lay some blocks so that all those things are complete. But no, the prayer is too long. Are you understanding me? Are you getting the picture here now? So, <laughs> that's the difference about this building. Amen. It has a choice. There are some people that make the pastor's job more difficult. Because if your life is complex, all right? Ah, yes, okay. Um, we know that, oh, God is going to do this. God might even be saying, so, so, okay, this week all of us should just study the book of, uh, um, we've been reading the book of Mark, okay? We read Mark 8, tomorrow we're going to read Mark 9. Okay, so we're reading the book of Mark chapter 9. And the Spirit of God is saying that, oh, get all of them to read it. And this and this will happen in their lives. Then someone will call, Pastor, the thing you said has not happened though. Eh, how come? They start investigating. Have you read the scripture? I say no. Why have you not read it? Ah, Pastor, leave that thing. Just solve my problem. Your problem is in the instructions. It will be solved in the instructions you are given. When you learn that, you, you know, you've learned a lot. You've learned a lot. Don't choose the hard life. Amen. There are some of you, I want to say to you that the hard way is not the only way. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> some of you are laughing for another reason. The hard way is not the only way. But somebody like the hard way. I sometimes maybe it's in Africa. It's an African thing. You understand that? You just feel that if you have not suffered. There are some sufferings that some believers are going through. God has no business with it. Hear me. There are some 
that God has no business with it. A lady said she was waiting for a man that wants to marry her. Every day she'll be crying. Every day she'll be crying. She's just crying. They brought her to me. She had a child, 17-year-old girl. So I said, what? Is she sorrowful? No. She's supposed to be a young woman, you know. She had that girl maybe when she was in her teenage years. So she's still a young woman. Why are you so this thing? He said, she's waiting for the man to come back. I said, Pastor, I want you to pray that the man, my husband-to-be, will come back. So I now asked her, do you know if he's alive? She couldn't answer. I said, he should be alive. When last did you hear from him? 17 years ago. And I said, you are still waiting. I said, even if you are married, I have authority to divorce you. But you were not even married in the first place. Why will you choose that? Say, I love him. Hi. And every counsel they're giving, she wasn't listening. Are you listening to me? With cases like that, it made me understand that some people don't actually want help. They just want someone to hear that they have a problem. <laughs> Amen. Pastor, have you heard my problem? You have not heard? Ah. <laughs> then they share their problem. And then they look for another person. Have you heard my problem? You've not heard? Please sit down and let me share it with you. If you walk up to a man of God to tell him your problems, it means you want help. And help does not come in the way you want it to come. Amen. Are you listening to me? You must recognize that. It doesn't always come in the way you want it to come. I believe that. If you don't believe in a man of God, don't even go for him to help. Go to him for help. But if you have gone, then follow the instruction. Amen. Imagine Naaman going to the prophet Elisha. And then they say, go and dip in the pool. So, ah. Is it that I did not take my bath before I came? I did not take my bath before I came. I've taken my bath, sir. So, no, it's not a matter of taking your bath. Go and dip in the pool seven times. Must it be seven? Can't I do it in my... I have a swimming pool at home. I can do it in the pool. You'll be there arguing, arguing. Who has the leprosy? Is it the man of God that has it? Well, keep your leprosy. It's true. Keep your leprosy. Praise God. One day we were having a meeting. I was praying for people. 
if someone was sick. Then we say, um, lift your hand if you're sick. And the sick fellow was not responding. You know? Hey, don't you want to be well? I want to be well now. <laughs> they say, lift your hand. <laughs> Are we together? Lift your hand. They say, lift your hand. Lift your hand. And I said, you're already here. <laughs> Glory to God. Why don't you just receive? You came. At least you came. You're here. Why don't you receive? It's just that I don't used to believe in all those kind of things. If the things you believed in have not helped you, please believe this new one. Amen. Are you, are you listening to me? This one you believed has not helped. Has it helped you? Hallelujah. So you cannot achieve God's plan in a human way. You have to follow God's plan God's way. And I'm what I'm trying to establish here is that the church, the local assembly, God is every day deliberately building your life. You have to yield to it. Let him do what he's doing. Amen. Going to church only on Sundays can never produce all that God wants in your life. It can't. Praise the Lord. It can't. Are we together? You know why? I'll tell you why. You are more influenced or most influenced by what you spend time with more. Did you hear me? I'll say it again so you hear it. You are more influenced by what you spend time with more. Understand that. So, you come to church on Sunday, one day in the week. One step forward. Monday, one step backward. Tuesday, one step backward. Wednesday, one step backward. Thursday, one step backward. Friday, Saturday, then Sunday again, one step forward. Where are you? Six steps behind. Are you understanding me? That's what happens. And that one step forward, you hear the word of God, we, we maybe we sat in church longest, maybe in this church, two hours we were in church. Okay? Then you go home, you're on TV for two, another two hours. You're with your friends for another one hour. You are somewhere for another two hours. Who is influencing you the most? Out of the 168 hours in a week, you were two hours with God. <laughs> because some, some, you don't even have prayer time sometimes. Are you understanding me? You know, there are some people that have what I call Indomie prayers. Shh! <laughs> They're finished. Are you understanding? <laughs> Sharp. Instant. You understand that? Father Lord, I thank you. Amen. Amen. 
Lord, copy and paste. The prayer I prayed last week. Copy and paste. <laughs> Glory to God. And then you are wondering why all this is going on. Let me explain something to you. Some of you now, the excuse you always give to yourself is, there's recession, there's recession. Listen to me. A life immersed in God's word will not experience whatever is going on around. Yes. But every day you sit down with people that are analyzing. No, the problem is PDP. No, it's APC. No, it's PCAPPPC. Your life can never spiritually advance with those arguments. Are you understanding me? It can advance with those arguments. What impacts your spirit is the word of God. Hallelujah. What changes your thinking, renews your mind, and makes you act in line with God's spirit is the word of God. I am a pastor. If I stop hearing God's word, I will act like a normal human being. Are you understanding me? So, it's not like, say, ah, yeah, you've been a Christian for long. It's not about Christian for long. God has to constantly influence you. Because in the world we live in, there's always something. Are you understanding me? Always something. You hear things. You step out of here now as you're going home. You hear, oh, this one happened here. That one happened here. The devil is constantly throwing fear at you. Are you understanding me? Always throwing fear at you. Always throwing things at you. Oh, you hear that, ah, oh, Ebola has just finished now. Monkeypox has come. You know, <laughs> You understand that? Every day, there's one new thing. Satan is walking. Are you understanding me? His time is short. Are we together? Cooking up things. If you are not, your defense is the word of God. Are you understanding me? If you're not constantly hearing the word of God, there's no magic. You will not be in faith. Faith is not bold posture. Are you understanding me? It's not bold posture. The supply of faith comes by the hearing of God's word. In Romans 10, 17, it didn't say faith has come. He said faith comes. It's a continuous process. It comes. It keeps coming by continuous hearing. You hear today, you hear again tomorrow. You keep hearing and hearing and hearing. Circumstances will arise. But because you are hearing your faith will be solid. Amen. Yes. And that's what the church, that's what one role that the church plays in your life. There are some burdens you're even carrying on your shoulder. Nobody might even pray for you. You just walk into a midweek service and sit down. It just lifts. Amen. Because there's a corporate anointing. Are you understanding me? In the presence of God's people, as you come in, it just lifts. So, nobody prayed for you, but you just feel better. Are you understanding me? You can also hang around with people. There are different fellowships. So. There's a fellowship of alcoholics. There's a fellowship of murmurers. Are you understanding me? Anywhere you go, they have their own anointing. Are you getting me? They have their own corporate anointing. So there are some places you go to, they say, ah, when you stand up from there, you just be angry with Nigeria. Just be angry with Nigeria. You say, no. It's not Libyafra. I, my family will succeed. <laughs> you're angry it's because of where you've been going what you've been hearing my family will be a country 
Only your family will be a country. But when you come in the company of the believers, the atmosphere, some of you, you are laughing now. You've not laughed for a while. You're even struggling to laugh. <laughs> laugh. Oh. I don't know when you will laugh again. Laugh. So come again so that you will laugh again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. This one is laugh. You are not, you're not paying to laugh. Are you understanding me? Just laugh. And you are getting healed as you are laughing. Glory to God. Are you with me today? So understand that. Understand the place of the church. Don't be a Sunday, Sunday believer. No, don't do that. Now, I'm talking to those that are born again. For the believer to experience total life transformation, he has to make sure that the most, he's exposed more to God's word and God's spirit than any other thing. Did you hear me? You are exposed more to God's word and God's spirit than any other thing. Because what you are exposed to the most is what influences your life the most. Praise God. You're always on social media just checking out, you know, some kind of things. After a while, you just become that thing. Are you understanding me? That's what, that's what happens. Because man is vulnerable. He's created that way. God created him that way. So that even God himself can influence the man. Are you understanding me? So anything you keep exposing yourself to, it will influence you finally. Glory to Jesus. My prayer for you today is that God's word will be the greatest influence of your life. God's spirit will be the greatest influence of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's my prayer for you today. So you make, see, because you've placed value on God's word, you make effort to be in that environment where your life is influenced by God's word. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message, I'm big.